below and welcome to this Radium On Air podcast. I'm Jeff Engel, Director of Learning Services at Radium. I'm here with Suzanne Powell, Radian's Senior Vice President of Digital Customer Experience, and Mark Way, Radian's Executive Vice President, Chief Technology Officer. Please let me extend a big welcome to both of you and thank you for joining me today for this podcast. Thanks, Jeff. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having us here. So as many of you know, Suzanne and I did Radian On Air's first ever podcast in March of 2020. It feels like decades since that discussion. That conversation was also about digital disruption, but we focused on how the listeners can start to embrace technology and lending. It's amazing to think how much the last 20 plus months has changed this topic. Now we're back with part two of the digital disruption conversation. We brought Mark in for additional insights, and now we will focus on digital disruption in the housing industry. Mark, let's start with you. What is the ultimate goal driving digital innovation in the housing industry? Well, Jeff, the word ultimate is a big word, and it can mean different things for different audiences. For example, from consumer perspective, the ultimate goal of digital disruption might be creating more accessible credits to those who are otherwise not able to buy a house in today's world, or buying and closing a house faster, or reducing the transaction cost to be a lot cheaper and much easier. And from the business perspective, the ultimate goal could be significantly reduce the time to close a mortgage, say from 60 days to a couple of days, or reduce the cost of a mortgage transaction from close to $9,000 today to maybe half of that amount. And in general, the goals are to make buying and selling houses to be a much more pleasant, less expensive and seamless experience, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, A couple day closing would be amazing. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. All right. So let's tag on to that first question. How close are we to achieving that goal? Well, we have seen many forms of digital disruption in the past few years, right? Some innovations have significantly improved certain parts of a real estate transaction. I'll give you a few examples. Notary service. In recent years, some really cool innovations emerged in automating, finding, and scheduling notary services. This innovation made notary process so much more easier both for the consumer as well as for the notaries. It was a win-win. Another example, showing a listing or commonly referred to showing management. There have been a few creative applications in the past few years that greatly enhanced scheduling and showing a listing. These products greatly improved the experience, the time required to facilitate showings between the seller the real estate agent, and the buyer. So you see, Jeff, I can continue to talk about many more of these new products, new ideas, and new innovations for the next five hours, right? But the point is, there are good progresses being made in the real estate industry. However, as a consumer or as a participant in the real estate business, we have yet to see anyone who provided an end-to-end seamless 
and holistic experience connecting all these tools that I consider good enough effort at this point. So to answer your question, Jeff, I would say that we are still a way to go to achieve the goal of ultimate digital disruption. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Five-hour podcast? I'd be curious about that one. (laughs) Um, But definitely some exciting items um, that you just talked about. And I want to pass this over to Suzanne. And we talked a lot about customer experience in our first podcast. Can you speak to the importance of the customer experience? You know, what are the pain points that need to be solved in the current digital experience for consumers and other stakeholders in the transaction? Sure, absolutely. You know, delivering great customer experience is very important for any business. Everyone knows uh, the better experience that the customers have, the more repeat customers and positive reviews that you're going to receive. And, you know, that's going to help simultaneously reduce the friction and customer complaints and, you know, all important reduce rework. Today's consumers, especially the millennial generation, who are the first time home buyers, They're tech savvy, right? And they expect high quality digital experiences that include things like personalized interactions and connected experiences across digital channels. It's an expectation that they have. So they want to be able to digitally transact with trust, you know, with transparency, with speed, ease, convenience, wherever they want to transact. And looking from the lens of a home buyer or a real estate agent, The experience of the real estate transaction is cumbersome. It's slow, it's manual. And there are a few pain points that we see over and over again, Uh, the speed of the transaction, right? The time from contract to close has remained the same for many years. The communication and sharing of information, you know, there's definitely a better opportunity to integrate between platforms to improve communication and things like sharing of documents between the brokerage, the lender, and the closing company, which each have their own process, each has their own technology, so it makes that difficult. Uh, Home search is another one. You know, the typical home search experience is limited to just a few basic categories, like a home square footage or the number of bedrooms. And it leaves out a treasure trove of other valuable information that buyers are interested in, like, What's the property condition? You know, am I going to have to do a lot of renovations? What is the flooring like, the countertops, the lighting? Um, And then finally, I would say closing. The closing process can be very stressful for home buyers. Uh, Often it's because they don't understand the process or what they're paying for uh, or what's expected of them. And so that makes it very stressful. Thank you, Suzanne. Definitely some much needed enhancements on the customer side. I want to bring this back over to you, Mark. Um, <laughs> we've heard, uh, so dare I say, the, the buzzwords, right? Artificial intelligence, automation, blockchain. How are these technologies being integrated into the mortgage and real estate ecosystem? Well, let's be honest here, Jeff. There are reasons why people call these words buzzwords, right? You know, I checked the English dictionary. I did my homework before this podcast. And buzzword is defined as a word or phrase, often an item of jargon that is fashionable at a particular time or in a particular context. So by definition of a buzzword, 
if anyone wants to get attention, keep talking about AI, machine learning, blockchain, blah, 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 right? But joke aside, and I know for a fact that many, many people, including us and our competitors in the real estate and mortgage industry, are working very hard on these technologies. In most cases that I've seen, and it is not a put down or ill-intended criticism, but most of the implementations using these advanced technologies have been pretty ugly and limited in its usage for the most part. And quite frankly, most people and most companies just exaggerated the use of these technologies in order to create a bus and a PR. These technologies are easy to get going, dangerously easy, I should say, but they are incredibly hard to make it right. You see my points? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I'm never going to say AI in front of you again, so um, <laughs> definitely noted. All right. So I, with that said, uh, many of our listeners, I'm sure, have experienced some of these you know, so-called ugly systems. I like examples. Can you give us a few examples of where things did not turn out as expected? Absolutely. I love examples. You know me. And I'll give you a couple. So most recently, I'm sure you all have heard a big story that one of the biggest real estate companies just stopped and shut down all of their iBuying business because its AI and machine learning algorithm couldn't accurately predict home prices. And we are talking about a behemoth real estate company invested many millions of dollars and hired the best and the brightest data scientists on the project. Outcome, obviously, is not pretty. Massive layoff as a result of shutting down the business. Here's another example. We also learned that the regulators are starting to look into the usage of AI and ML in the financial market. And we know that more regulations and audits will be coming. And these are some of the reasons why there are newer technology, such as explainable AI, to counter all these new rules and audits. And this is still a highly evolving space. Again, Jeff, I can talk about all these things for the next five hours. But my point is, despite what you might have heard, we are still learning how to efficiently and effectively use these technologies because of all the use cases involved, the many different participants in a real estate transaction, the lack of standards, and the high complexity involved. But having said that, um, there are also good news and success stories, of course, right? Again, I will give you some examples. Using AI and ML to provide credits to home buyers who might not have access to funds under traditional underwriting process and FICO score. Another example, using big data to predict home buyers' timing to purchase their next home. Here is another one. AI-based technology for instant underwriting decisioning for certain percentage of title policy, or using computer vision to determine the condition of a house. 
And last example, using blockchain to secure highly sensitive consumer and financial data and transaction without any third-party involvement. How nice can that be? What I'm trying to say, Jeff, is that there are still a lot of opportunities. There are still a lot of prices left to be claimed, and our jobs have not done yet. The fun just begun. Thanks, Mark. And great examples. Um, and like most of us, I you know we're looking forward to what is coming next. All right. So next questions that I have for both of you: What are the key technology priorities that? each of you are working on now, and how will those disrupt the industry? Suzanne, let's start with what you're working on. Absolutely, yeah, I'm so excited about what we're working on. We're currently focused on automating the mortgage insurance underwriting and loan review. You know, we're doing this to increase speed, consistency, and accuracy while reducing some of the process friction that I was speaking about earlier. We are taking an automation first approach where we're gonna use data and rules to auto decision wherever possible. But we also know that even in the most sophisticated, automated type environments, there's always gonna be exceptions. That's one thing you can count on, uh, that that automated model can't process. And for those exceptions, we're gonna simplify, we're gonna streamline that manual decision process so that files are able to quickly return to the automation path. So what we're going to do is, is combine that with removing what we've traditionally called those no-brainer activities, the repeatable processes that you do over and over again uh, by using automation. And what that's gonna do is allow our teams to do what they do best. It's gonna help make room for true innovation um, and really be able to maximize the resources that we have. Awesome, thank you, Suzanne. And Mark, of course, without giving up company secrets, uh, what can you share about your technology projects? Well, Jeff, as you said, I cannot really comment on the specifics in terms of what we are doing. These are our secret sources, right? There are a lot of trade secrets involved, and we recently just filed a patent on one of the innovations that we are very excited about in the title space. Uh, what I can tell you though, is that in January, we are focusing on both atomic innovations as well as holistic innovation. Atomic innovation means standalone applications that are designed to solve a specific problem like notary, uh, showing a listing, uh, underwriting, uh, decisioning, e-closing, e-signing, computer vision, biometric authentication, etc., etc. Holistic innovation means we look at the whole end-to-end -end user experience as a starting point of design. It can be B2B and it can be B2C. And it can even be B2B2C if there's such a term, right? Anyway, our starting point of our technology or any of our technology projects, first and foremost, must be rest on how we are going to improve the real estate and mortgage transaction for our customers as well as for our business partners. Our goal is to design the best experience, the fastest and the most cost-effective products and services for our customers. And then we will use whatever technology 
that is the most appropriate to implement the business goals, right? And this is how we think from our technology project perspective, Jeff. Great, thanks, Mark. Uh, B to B to C. I don't, I don't think I've heard that one yet. Um, and, and I like that there's lots of secrets, right? It keeps us keeps us waiting. Uh, definitely can't wait to find out a little bit more. Uh, but one last question for both of you. Uh, this is a big one. Many people are wondering about. How do you see technology evolving in our industry in the future? Suzanne, let's start with you. Sure. You know, we all know technology can speed up the mortgage and real estate transactions while lowering costs. Uh, that's, that's just a given. The human element, though, doesn't go away, and that's really important to me. Technology can help us improve efficiency so we have more opportunity to provide great customer service. But I think as we introduce more technology, the focus will definitely need to be on redesigning the current processes so that we can maximize the use of automation combined with human judgment. You know, as I mentioned before, there's always gonna be exceptions that occur. It's a given. But what we need to do is just work to bridge that divide of what can be done by technology and what should remain a human process. And so to me, a successful model can maximize both of those, which creates efficiencies and improves employee participation. So in a lot of the technology that we've deployed in the past, it was used mostly to replace a manual process. Our future platforms, I think, are really going to work to maximize what each does best, maximize what the technology does best, and maximize what the human does best. And to me, that's really where a company can truly differentiate. Great, thanks, Suzanne. And Mark, uh, what about you? How do you see technology evolving in our industry in the future? Um, As I mentioned earlier, Jeff, I see that technology in the real estate and mortgage industry continue to be evolving in mostly two directions, atomic and end-to-end. We will continue to see many atomic level innovations in the next few years, especially because the way the venture capitalists like to fund these startups. We will see new startups creating new products, sometimes in a completely new product categories, achieve some successes, and the real estate ecosystem will start working on integrating with these new products and ideas. And from the end-to-end innovation perspective, given the size and the complexity in our industry, I would say that it will mostly reserve for companies that can support that kind of longer-term innovation because it is incredibly hard, very costly, and require long-term investment and commitment for this type of innovation. I would say that consumers will continue to benefit from these innovations and new technologies, while companies will continue to change and adapt to new and evolving new ideas. And last but not the least, the pandemic in the past two years show us that once in a lifetime event like COVID could play a very big part in changing and accelerating the use and adoption of technologies in our industry, right? In the, in the past two years alone, we have seen much more adoption in remote signing, uh, automated evaluation tools, computer vision, 
virtual showing, etc., etc. All these new ideas and approaches will no doubt, in my mind, change the way that consumer and business will use technology in our industry for the years to come. And that is the fun part of it, isn't it? Absolutely. I can't wait to see what's coming next.、Um, great information from both of you, Suzanne, Mark. Thank you so much again for joining us for this Radiant On Air podcast. I truly appreciate the time, the information provided, and I really think our listeners will too. Thank you so much, Jeff. Enjoyed it. Thank you.